Oh, you're uh, probably here about the uh, the podcast. Elves love to listen to podcasts. Bet you didn't know that about elves. There's probably a lot of things you still don't know about elves. Podcasts help elves stay motivated, get inspired, and work more efficiently so they can build toys in Santa's workshop. No podcast crew has ever set foot in Santa's workshop. That is, until today. And as you may have guessed, that's where our story begins. This is truly universal. The podcast where we discuss all things Catholic in another universe. I'm Cam, and welcome to Camta's Workshop. Haha, <laughs> get it? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my. <laughs> what have we done? What have we done? <laughs> if you haven't figured it out already, today we'll be discussing my favorite Christmas movie, Elf. So today I'm joined by my two favorite elves. We have Matt. Is this a short joke? <laughs> okay, the angry elf. And we have Mark. I thought we're talking about Die Hard. Oh, he's from the South Pole. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the he's Southern Water Tribe, right? <laughs> Southern Water Tribe. Universe. <laughs> oh my gosh. Off the rails already. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Okay, well, to kick things off, you know, we should probably start off with the basics. So tell me, what would be your elf name and your catchphrase? Because, you know, Buddy the Elf goes, hi, I'm Buddy the Elf. What's your favorite color? How about Mark? Let's see. My name would be Coco Tipsy Nose. And my catchphrase would be, would you like some eggnog with that? <laughs> is that spiked or non-spiked eggnog please don't offer that to minors <laughs> is there some of that hey, syrup in there <laughs> that's what gets elves to like be able to churn out all of those toys i thought you were gonna say that's what makes them cheery <laughs> and also gonna be like that oh. too oh. <laughs> <laughs> remember that episode of fairly odd parents when um timmy's dad would just like just kept like Downing eggnog. Egg so you're talking about the Christmas special. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that one episode, like, I had to choose from many. Yeah, the exactly. only Christmas we special. We love you, Noggy. Mine! <laughs> okay, we're already on a tangent. It's not even five minutes in. <laughs> okay, uh, speaking of elves, uh, okay, or cheery elves. Okay, my elf name would be Elf Esteem. Because you gotta believe in your elf. <laughs> He's a motivational speaker. He's like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Shia LaBeouf. Just do it. <laughs> do it. Be happy. Be happy. Be merry. <laughs> oh, no. 
Why do I get the picture of Shia LaBeouf in like Buddy Dolph's costume? Just do the thumbnail. Speech. Can I just put uh, Shia LaBeouf in Buddy Dolph's costume? Oh my gosh! I'm done. <laughs> okay, well, mine's a little simpler. My elf name would be Cammy Cupcakes. Yay! So Cammy Cupcakes is actually one of my old usernames because it's all cute and merry and jolly. So that's what mine would be. My catchphrase, um, what's your favorite sprinkle? It's such a trick question. Their favorite sprinkle is always going to be but rainbow. They always taste the same. All of them taste the same. Oh, oh those are fighting words right now. <laughs> you can't see Cam's face on this podcast, but she just turned away from her mic and she was just blinking all the <laughs> And then she just swallowed. <laughs> just like, this is what no, happened. no, there are no chocolate sprinkles in the North Pole. Those chocolate sprinkles are not sprinkles. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is that they all taste the same. <laughs> lies. You sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> but you're the one in the host chair this time. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so in the movie, you know, they lay out the three elf jobs, right? So you can be a cobbler, which is like a shoemaker, a baker, think like the Keebler elves, or a toy maker in Santa's workshop. What do you think your job would be? Can I be a peach cobbler? Because peach cobblers are better than Keebler cookies because it's like a whole pie. Right? Uh, well, That's you... what you mean by cobbler, right? <laughs> well, I'm a cobbler on your feet. <laughs> Father Ra should be disgusted with you right now. You want to be a dessert? (laughs) Not even an actual elf, like a Keebler elf. I took it as him making the dessert. Okay, that would make more sense. But I think you you just said you want to be a peach cobbler. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Not a peach cobbler elf. You just said cobbler. Maybe he cobbles peaches. Yeah, so it's a cobbler. Cobbler means one who cobbles, right? They make peach cobblers, right? Sure. <laughs> he cobbles peaches. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that makes me uncomfortable. Strawberry cobbler and peach and blueberry cobbler. Come on, that's much better than what what a real cobbler's making shoes. What, what, you can't even eat those. Oh, you could <laughs> if you were hungry enough. You could. What am I, a dog? <laughs> we are more refined. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now how about you? Um, I think I would, like most people, I don't know how many people get super excited about shoe making or I think I would want to be a Santa's Workshop Elf, the big show as Pop Elf uh, describes it. I think I would definitely want to make or test or do something of toys. I don't know. I feel like, see, I want to be a cookie elf, but I feel like I'm going to be a... Uh, elf in the Santa's workshop just because my hands are so small and they're all nimble. Oh, but then again, I get to sing Christmas carols while I work. Okay, you know what? No, no. I totally want to be in Santa's workshop. <gasps> Can I be in Camta's workshop? <laughs> hey, you're, you're you're not the the big jolly red guy. <laughs> <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> yeah, you're not Ian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's not red. No, wait, he is. He's red because Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I brought him back. <laughs> Shout out to Ian. Ian doesn't get an elf name. He's Santa. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, let's just say you were in Santa's workshop. Okay, well, two of us were in Santa's workshop. One of us is being a peach cobbler. 
<laughs> would you want to build the toys? Not the pie. Would you want to build the toys or test them out? I don't know if I want to build. My first reaction is I want to build them. But somehow testing them sounds so much cooler. Like, you remember that um, that series immersion or like Mythbusters when you have people like testing them out and you have like the test dummies? Those are always hilarious to watch, like the little lab, the the people who are the lab rats going in through and doing all the challenges, and then um, something weird happens, and they're like, "Why did you have us put? Why did you put us in here in the first place?" So I think I want to test them now. Oh, oh no, I, that's scary. <laughs> okay, and how about you, Matt? See, originally I was like, "Yeah, I would want to test twice because I'm gonna be honest, I'm not like the best." When it, see, I've said on other podcasts that I'm a designer and like I'm a coder because I think it's because genuinely like I have even though like I'm, I like traditional media like with drawing like graphite and like charcoal when it comes to building things, I think I'm a little bit weaker when it comes to it because like like coding is just like a language and if you get something wrong, then you just change a couple characters and then it fixes itself. Whereas like I've tried to like like add a hard drive to a laptop or I try to like upgrade like a PC and you know I, I sometimes do things that are fatal to that product. <laughs> oh like that time we built our PC. And you oh. fried the motherboard? Yep. No oh yeah so real quick. Oh we, we tried we were building the PC uh our PC one time. We had our friend come over. Shout out to Chris. We go in and we're at the part where we have to cook in the power supply and we can't get it to work. Like we can't get the power button to turn on the motherboard. We're like, oh no, do you think we fried it? Like, yeah, dude, you fried the motherboard. We got to go get a new one. So we go to so the store. So we go out and buy a new motherboard. Yes. And we're rushing to the store and come back. And then we also couldn't get the board. We, we tried so hard, like, putting the chip back in and all the, the memory sticks and all that stuff. We get to the part where we have to hook it up to the power button again. And we still can't get it work. It's we like, think we fried the motherboard twice. Yes. After buying two motherboards. So it's like, oh, dang, what do we do? We invite our friend, shout out to JP, JP Raganza. He comes over and we ask him, like, dude, did we, like, fry two motherboards? Like, really, lay it straight to us. We don't know what we, we did. And then he goes in and, like, 30 minutes later, he's like, oh, yeah, I fixed it. And he turned it on. It yeah, like, he fixed it within five minutes of getting there, but he didn't tell us until two hours later. Because he wanted us to continue to be like, oh, yeah, what do we do? Hours. You're right. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, he's a bad elf. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of bad elves, okay, let's say you were in Santa's workshop, right? And you didn't have elves. They were saying that they tried out gnomes who drank too much or trolls. So which would you rather have as your backup? Um, the internet tells me not to feed the trolls. But I kind of like the trolls because they're funny. Because just just go onto any um, any subreddit and you'll see tons of trolls everywhere, trolling everything you want. Um, what was it? You also see lots of memes, especially SpongeBob memes in the most pla in the places you would never expect them to. So I'd rather feed the trolls, even though they tell me not to. I would pick trolls. But they would like everywhere it's like having a puppy that you can't yeah. train but it's not the same thing with internet trolls like you trade them to like no be serious about the topic and then they don't 
So you want that? Yes. Inside those workshop, you want a bunch of trolls. <laughs> so if you end up, boys and girls, with um, some messed up toys, we all know what happened there. <laughs> uh, you just end up with, you know, some uh, things in your Christmas stocking. <laughs> some uh, chocolate in your Christmas stocking, if you will. <laughs> just know it's not cold. <laughs> then we know who to thank. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Um, I guess... I think the grossness of the idea of had using trolls because okay, uh, Papa Elf talks about in the movie he talks about like the trolls drink too much <laughs> and then the not the trolls the gnomes drink too much and then the trolls are not potty trained. I think the potty train is gross. I think I would rather have a bunch of gnomes who would probably sometimes slack off and maybe have a drink than to have just the grossness yeah, of trolls. Yeah, but everywhere. they're gonna take all the eggnog. <laughs> yes they will but you know it's fine as long as they get the job done maybe it's not the best job but at least they'll work on it whereas a troll I feel like will actively try to sabotage the task at hand <laughs> well maybe not on purpose he's trying his best <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I definitely would rather have gnomes just because okay so they have a couple drinks okay so they're just extra jolly and extra merry and extra bright you know what I don't know what you want you're setting too high of a standards <laughs> <laughs> do you want people to have a good time or not I don't know there was this one time my classmates and I decided to do go to the on-campus brewery and we decided to have a steady beer while we do did our homework this was after a long break and we we're like i can't solve these anymore i was able to solve these math equations so easily it's like what happened <laughs> i don't know a few a couple drinks doesn't always make you extra jolly it's sometimes it can be like what happened? Where's my memory? Why can't I remember anything? I As... <laughs> okay, well, instead of drinking, how about we move to food? <laughs> so there are four elf food groups, right? So there's candy, candy canes, candy corn, and syrup. Which is your favorite? And um, if you choose candy corn, you're wrong. So you really have three choices. What would you choose? <laughs> syrup. Syrup hand down. Because... You Canada! Get, yes, Canada. <laughs> you get to put on your pancakes, your flapjacks, your hotcakes. Aren't they the same? <laughs> pancakes, <laughs> hotcakes, flapjacks, the same and waffles. <laughs> Three of those were the same thing. <laughs> Am I wrong? Somebody, somebody fact check that. <laughs> Are they not all the same? You like breakfast food. How do you not know this fact? <laughs> oh, and crepes. Crepes. See, Crepes. five distinct foods that do not use the same ingredients. But they use the same batter. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think I would probably choose candy. Because like some of my favorite candies are like Reese's, Hershey's. Not candy, they're chocolates. Wait, what? <laughs> I thought we were concluding those. They're not candies, those are chocolates. What is the definition of a candy? I don't know. Candy's like sweet and yummy, and chocolate is like chocolatey. All right, <laughs> all right. We're gonna we're gonna have an Instagram poll, Meg. If you're listening to this, Meg or Chriselle, we're gonna have an Instagram poll. Is Reese's considered a candy or chocolate? Are chocolates not considered? Do people people get 
chocolates <gasps> in their stocking. I looked it up. Okay, hear me out. There is a difference. Haha, ha, I'm not wrong. The internet supports me. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for the trolls. <laughs> Candy's main ingredients are sugar. Oh, Candy's main ingredient is sugar. Sweet and simple. Chocolate has to have um, chocolate things. So like things cocoa. from the cocoa plant. Cacao. 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 Oh, is that what you call a brown cow? Cacao. Moo. <laughs> 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 Moo. Chocolate. Oh, my gosh. Okay, wait. So chocolate is not candy? Oh, no, my God. We got to have a poll. We got to have a poll. We have to let the, your voice be heard. Rock the vote. Oh, my gosh. Are we chocolates have a... considered candy? Whoa, whoa. Okay. No. <laughs> Father Raj, if you're listening to this episode, we're going to make you listen to it if you don't. But we did an episode. Is candy... Or is chocolate candy? <laughs> it is not. I know my candy. I eat a bunch then of it. Then why do we call chocolate a candy bar? <laughs> it's not a candy bar. It's Chocolate is not a candy bar. Dodge, chew syrup. Syrup goes on everything. <laughs> yeah, but... All the different types of pancakes. Yeah, but what do kids go to do on Halloween? They go trick-or-treat for candy. What kind of candy do we always bring in the Costco bags? Reese's? Milky Way Snickers. And Those Kirkland. are all chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. I just feel like, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely say I would probably choose syrup. You know, because syrup, you can add it on everything. You can add syrup on your ice cream. You can add syrup on your spaghetti. I was yes. thinking of desserts. Um, <laughs> excuse me, the only meal that counts. Hello. <laughs> Okay, well, if you want to talk about spaghetti, so would you rather eat spaghetti with syrup or drink coffee with syrup? I mean... Oh my gosh, this is a question. <laughs> what? <laughs> is syrup a euphemism? Okay, fine. Case? You would like some coffee with your syrup. <laughs> Better? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with the spaghetti because, one, it doesn't sound as weird as you're saying it. And two, we already got Filipino spaghetti at Jollibee, which is already pretty sweet as it is. So why not add a little is bit more? Is that the Canadian version, just adding syrup? Yes. Joy, tell, um, fact check this for us. Is syrup in your Filipino Jollibee spaghetti considered Canadian spaghetti? Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> right? Is that what makes it sweet? Nope, nope, that's definitely sugar. Nope. <laughs> are we talking about coffee with syrup? Are we talking about the scene where he pours whiskey into the coffee? Is that what we're talking about? Okay, I'm just putting it out there for the record. The guy didn't correct him. He just said, oh, I love syrup with my coffee. And he pours it in. At no point did the guy correct him. So, you know, <laughs> as far as he was concerned, it was really syrup. It made him jolly. It made him feel things. It made him feel warm. So... <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Does that exist, like boozy coffee? Yes. There's yes, Kahlua? Uh, there's Kahlua. Oh, right. Yeah, Kahlua. There, Kahlua. In Italy, at espresso at uh, cafes, there's a thing called Cafe Corretto, where they take a shot of espresso and a shot of grappa. I feel like if it's already done, that's probably more palatable. Oh, and Bailey's. Oh, yeah, Bailey's. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> nope, you decided you can't choose anymore. Great. Oh, I can choose it now that I have the information. Why do we got to... Why, why can't we change our decisions based on the information that we have just recently learned? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
know we're back on the part purge podcast. <laughs> the purge and elf. <laughs> That's a scary thought. Sorry oh, about no. that. Purge the elves. Oh no no no! That sounds like we're killing the elves. <laughs> that doesn't work, <laughs> This is the day of the purge. Okay, I think for me, I would definitely choose coffee with syrup because I mean. You just having a good time, so you get to feel all warm and fuzzy. It's just part of it, right? That's that's what you get for working in Santa's workshop, right? It's part of the it's part of the experience. Okay, so in the beginning, I said that Elf was my favorite movie, right? Because it should be everyone's favorite Christmas movie. But it's fine; I don't judge. But why do you think Elf is one of the most popular Christmas movies to watch around the holidays? Two words: Will Ferrell. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say Will Ferret. <laughs> I thought I'm the trolls. <laughs> nope. I think this is a good time. I don't know if we're going to <laughs> naturally fit this in anywhere. But I guess uh, we could talk about just kind of the general plot because there's really not a lot to go through. So I'm just going to put this in here <laughs> before I kind of explain my answer. But to those who are unfamiliar, in which case, stop this podcast. Why are you listening? We go week by week. You start listening to the podcast, and then you're like, we tell you, have you watched it? And then you're like, no, I don't. And then you're still here. Go watch it. Come back. Elf's a great Christmas movie. Why is this podcast getting really aggressive? <laughs> I'm, be all I'm happy a crescendo. <laughs> Do it. Watch Elf. All right. We got to take away your eggnog now. <laughs> Anyways, but like Elf is basically a movie where uh, Wolf Ferrell's character, he is a baby at an orphanage Buddy. on Christmas, and he he wanders into Santa's uh, sack as he's delivering presents to the orphanage, and then he the Santa brings Buddy the Elf to the North Pole, and then he's like, so he kidnapped him. For the record, he kidnapped by accident. him. <laughs> He didn't give him back right away, did he? <laughs> and then this uh, this baby ends up at the orphanage, and then he is adopted by Pop Elf, who raises him to be an elf. Pop adopted. The fact, he kidnapped him. <laughs> and despite the fact that he grows up to be huge compared to the rest of the elves. Yep. And then, I, I, since he has a hard time kind of assimilating to elf culture, he eventually learns that he is not an elf he is a human and then papa elf comes clean and tells him he is a human and he knows who his biological parents are and he sends him off to new york to reconnect with his biological family and his dad and hijinks ensue and that's that's it (laughs) it's very simple but i think one of the reasons why it would makes it and this is why i was explaining like the plot and stuff is one of the reasons why i think it's a very kind of successful Christmas movie is I feel like a lot of Christmas movies like to retell a lot of existing stories about Christmas and like things like uh, a Christmas Carol or like, I don't know, like things like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and then, or like Frosty the Snowman. And it was just like, it's a Christmas movie that deals with Santa, but it's not about Santa. It's about these original characters. Take that Santa. (laughs) (laughs) That have their own struggles about like, you know, about family, about finding your place in the world, and, you know, like, fatherhood, parentalhood, stuff like that. Growing up. Growing up, yes, especially growing up. I 
want to grow up. <laughs> no, I definitely, yeah, I think just to even piggyback on that, like, I think one of the reasons why it's such a good movie is that, yeah, it deals with something definitely different, right? It deals with the not-so-holly-jolly things, right, when it comes to, like, family and the holidays. But I think one of the best parts about it, other than the fact that it's, like, you know, Will Ferrell, is the fact that... He's just very quirky, you know? He's okay to be different. Like, come on. He's out here just... He's trying to be an elf in a human world. But he is a human. He's he's just trying to fit in. But he's but the fact that he doesn't fit in is the reason why it ma- makes him so unique, you know? It's how he gets to be friends with Jovi. It's how he makes all the cool little snowflake art, you know? Ha! Being a person sucks. <laughs> I'm gonna be... A little fun fact about the behind the scenes of Elf. Um, so they filmed a lot of the stuff candidly with with Will Ferrell walking around. You want to do it? <laughs> I'm salty because I told my brother that yesterday. <laughs> He's on the podcast. <laughs> wow. Wow. Do you want to do that? You want the honors? I researched and I don't even get to do it. No, just do it. No, but yeah, all it. those scenes are candid, like when he passes out the flyers in front of the store. Because, you know, it's it's Advent. I don't want to say it's Christmas. <laughs> you know, it's the season of Advent. It is the season of giving. So I'll, I'll give you the honor. <laughs> All right, so Buddy the Elf, Will Ferrell is actually wandering around New York City, doing all these outlandish things, totally in character, and the reactions of the people all over, like Central Park and like, um, what was it? Does he walk down Times Square? I think, and all that kind of stuff. Those reactions of the people are real. And everyone, some people recognize it's Will Ferrell. Some people don't recognize, and those the ones where they don't recognize them, they just think it's some very tall guy acting very weirdly, dressed up in an elf suit. Those are the best scenes of them all. Yeah, uh, they they filmed these scenes because they were kind of going around about trying to figure out what is the best way to portray kind of like the hustle and bustle of New York, which kind of I guess it parallels kind of like the hustle and bustle of the elves and stuff like that. And of like the holidays. And they felt like the only way to make it authentic is to do it raw experience of New York. And what did we learn? New Yorkers are mean. <laughs> yes, pretty much. <laughs> like, gosh, I take flyers too, but, you know, I'm nice about it. <laughs> <laughs> if we have fans in New York, uh, you know, give us a shout out on social media. <laughs> yes. Pass out flyers. Okay, so since we were talking about all the different dynamics, right, with Buddy and the different characters throughout the movie, what is your favorite character moment or even just relationship throughout the movie? Uh, I think for me, one of my absolute favorite relationships in the movie is actually with uh, Buddy the Elf. And is his, name, his name's Michael, right? His The son? Yes. The son of uh, Walter uh, Hobbs? Yep. Uh, I love the scene where, like, basically, like, he comes to the house and, like, okay, I'm talking about the relationship maybe as a whole, but, like, when he first comes to the house, Michael's like, this guy's weird, like, like, get him out of here, <laughs> like, I hate this guy, <laughs> like, like a kid would probably react to someone who is so, like, jolly and peppy and stuff like that, because Michael's got more of a kind of, like, I don't know, he's got, like, a 
kind of an attitude because of his relationship with his father, who's like never around and kind of mean and stuff. But what I absolutely love is like it's not there's not this big kind of character moment where they like talk to each other and like hash it out and figure out their relationship. No, it's like they bond in a way that like like siblings would like like brother siblings would. They go out and some kids that dislike uh michael throw some snowballs at him and like but he's like let's go get those guys (laughs) and then they make a bunch of snowballs and then uh buddy the elf being uh raised in the north pole he's like super good at snowball fights and he like accurately like like a first person shooter just hits them all with a bunch of snowballs with force with force (laughs) and knocks them down that's dangerous and then like michael's like impressed and he's just like wow you're so cool this is amazing Mm. and it's just like they bond over that they don't bond over some miraculous interaction. It's like how I picture brothers bonding. It's just like so they bonded over basically <laughs> like beating down bullies. <laughs> kind of. So they yeah. bonded over violence. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to <laughs> bonded over. But they bonded over like a thing that brothers would bond. Ah, over. that's it's like that... having some fun doing. I don't know, like activities that kids would do. Bonding over violence, just like Die Hard, right? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. We're not talking about Die Hard today. If you want us to talk about Die Hard, just let, let us know on social media. <laughs> oh okay, Mark, and how about you? Uh, my favorite one was he goes to the mall and the store manager thinks he's one of the elves, like, dressed up for, like, you know, being part of, like, the whole Santa's workshop mall setup. So they... they he he thinks that he's way too peppy for this job, but puts him in anyways. Um, he tells the the kids and everyone that Santa's coming in tomorrow, and then Buddy think really thinks Santa is coming here. He goes yells, "Santa! I know him! I I know him!" And then he goes and pretties up the Santa's work uh the where Santa's gonna go for tomorrow. In the store, which is like, if you ever seen some of the places in like the mall where they set this up, sometimes like okay, but he like really decks it out. Then when he when Santa finally comes, he's like, "You're fake, you're fake Santa, get away from Santa's throne!" And then he's, he's like, an imposter, and then Still a throne of lies. <laughs> yes. And then mall cops have to go in and take him, and then he's in jail for a while. So. Oh my god, this movie's so funny. Yes. <laughs> There's so many good moments. Oh gosh, I'm trying to think what my favorite moment would be. I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite moment in particular, but I feel like my favorite relationship is definitely between Buddy and Jovi, right? Because he totally pushes her out of like her comfort zone. Like, we all know that, you know, she's a very talented singer and that... She Wait, what lacks... are we talking about? Is it Bangless uh, Zoe de Chanel? Yes. <laughs> yes. I definitely feel like they're my favorite. They're my favorite dynamic throughout the movie because she really lacks that confidence, right? We all know she's like a really talented singer, but she just lacks that confidence in herself. But Buddy, being as quirky as he is, really pushes her like out of that comfort zone and to really just be out there and try new things, right? I mean, don't get me wrong, she probably did not expect to be singing out in public. I mean, let alone she also didn't expect to have a duet while she's uh, (laughs) singing in the bathroom. But I also feel like 
by him being authentically him, she was able to be like authentically her. And I think that's really cute because it wasn't about like, oh, him having to do like these grand romantic gestures. She just liked him because he made her do things that were different. And yeah, oh, that's cute. So we all know that throughout the movie, um, there's kind of this parallel, right, between Santa's workshop and New York City. So I guess, how do you kind of reconcile the two? They're both pretty busy and chaotic because you got, I mean, like I've seen photos of like Amazon distribution centers. Think of that like that, but much more, you know, happy looking. Yeah, but elves get benefits. Sorry. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> you didn't be sure to cut that. <laughs> this is gonna be a fun episode. <laughs> so imagine an Amazon distribution center, but you know much more cheery and happy and lots of like toys and presents going around everywhere. Like everything's got to move and you got like elves going around, running around, like saying We're, this present has to go here. And then, Oh, that conveyor belt has the wrong present. You got to move it to there. And then all that kind of stuff. Whereas New York city is like the same thing. Everything's constantly moving, 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 moving. And people like talking everywhere. There's like so much noise going on and you can't really find a moment's peace anywhere in either place. But one is like filled with like, you know, at least Christmas carols going on. And the other one is the sound of, at least before, it was the sound of cars Music. everywhere. <laughs> I don't know about these days. <laughs> I think it's interesting because I feel like when I think of Santa's workshop, yeah, like my brother said, you think of like all of the elves running around, making toys. We got Christmas deadlines. Everybody go, 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 go. And I just think of like New York is very much kind of like the hustle and bustle of that. But I also think there's... That's what I said. No, I get that. But I, what I'm going to add on to that is... No, I'm not just saying that I came up with that on my own. It's just what we've been discussing. But I guess what I parallel to that, like I genuinely think that same kind of hustle and bustle, like I genuinely feel like it really kind of capsules. I don't know if this is answering the question, but it kind of captures the the feeling of the uh, the Christmas season, or for us, <laughs> the, the Advent season, <laughs> because it's just like, yeah, from a lot of the people, yes, the, the holidays are a time to relax, spend time with family, open wonderful Christmas presents, and, you know, celebrate the birth of our Lord, but also, like, the Christmas season can also be kind of like a stressful time, it could be like a very busy time, very kind of like, gotta do this, 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 gotta make sure that all these presents go out by December 15th, gotta make sure that, you know, I send all these gifts out, gotta send out Christmas cards, gotta make sure that I have all the groceries for the Christmas dinner and things like that. And for a lot of people, it could be very, that kind of like high energy, high stress, but like at the same time is amidst New York, the hustle bustle amidst all of the toy making and stuff. And amidst all of our busy kind of Christmas schedules, there's a greater meaning to the Advent season, the Christmas season, end of the year. So, which we will get more into probably. Maybe. Well, I hope so. <laughs> Spoilers. We got leaks. 
Yeah, I mean, I think just to kind of go along with both, with what both of you said. Yeah, I mean, there's such a stark contrast, right? Because you think of Santa's workshop being busy, but like New York's a different type of busy. Like everyone's all cranky. Oh man, now I'm here making stereotypes, but like people are, like cranky and mean, and they're kind of all like shovy. And then there's like the North Pole where everyone's like busy, but they're genuinely pretty nice except for you know the ones who are a little mean to buddy but it's okay but i think i like the contrast of it because it shows that like buddy didn't wasn't just happy because he was just trying to force himself to be happy like he genuinely grew up in an environment where he was supposed to be happy like all the time you know he made the best of every situation and when all fails you know there's syrup and <laughs> you mean eggnog <laughs> sometimes both <laughs> syrup and eggnog Sognog. nope <laughs> syrup taste with eggnog sounds like you're saying sinigang <laughs> no that's <my> favorite let's <laughs> not let's not gas me about that on this podcast <laughs> no we're gonna get a gas fab and fed we can do that right right <laughs> But, yeah, like, he always made the best of every situation. And I think that's a really good contrast, right? Because I feel like sometimes we're so, like, busy and so much, like, in our old world. Versus, like, Santa's Workshop where they might be stressed about making toys. But, like, it's all for, like, it's all for the better good, right? They all are doing it for, like, kids who are on the nice list. So, you know, we're talking about the nice list, right? So, what is nice list and... How do we treat everyone as if they were on the nice list? We have the nice list that the story from, what was it? He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows that you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. We just got DMCA'd <laughs> by Spotify. Oh, no. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> yes. So... Just like the the Christmas song goes, um, Santa's a stalker. Santa's <laughs> knowing what whether you're good or bad for the year, and then if you don't, if you're not on the good list, you don't get presents. But if you have been nice the whole year, you get presents. How does that relate to how we treat people? Well, it, I mean, that's the story you would tell that we were told as kids in order that we got at least try to be good just like a little bit in order to be able to get presents like if we go back to the good place episode um we um we find brett oh, doing... oh, 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 spoiler <laughs> <laughs> yes, spoilers for a show <laughs> oh yeah all the way late in the series though spoilers can we think of an place? example that's not going to be what if you just try to listen to the old episode? <laughs> uh... <laughs> you try to do good things out of like not just because like someone reach uh, reaches out and holds a carrot in front of you trying to see if you'll you know But isn't that the whole point of the whole Santa story, right? You're bribing your kids to do something good? Yes. <laughs> like, honestly, if you think about it, it's really like a parent's like, you played yourself because you want your kids to be good for free so you can spend the money to buy them presents. I yes. mean. But a good parent, or like, if you, as you get older, you realize that 
or at least you're supposed to realize you want to get do get things out of habit so that you're not just trying to do it just so that you're getting presents but that you're actually wanting to do good for the sake of being good yeah. i mean that's the whole thing about trying to live as a good person to that you're not only doing things just because you're either scared of doing punishment or that you're trying to get something out of it but that there's a genuine virtue that there's some there's something genuine about why you want to do it because you care about the people in front of you and you want to do good for its own sake yeah that's why the, the song goes be good for goodness sake yes uh yeah that i'm glad <laughs> that you said that last part too <laughs> that, that is a good part i yeah i definitely agree with the idea of like yes uh, i think of the 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 naughty and nice list and getting good christmas presents for being like a good boy or girl is yes as Kevin said it, it it can sound like a bribe but i definitely do think like in a way yes it's reinforcing those good habits and yeah my brother talked about the good place where that's a big thing is reinforcing good habits because when they're when they become habit then you start to think like oh you start to do them you're doing them for selfish reason yes but when you do them out of habit then it becomes a part of your identity and then you may it's easier or possibly easier to i'm not saying it's always going to happen but like for the people who realize that the good things that they're doing are for good the common good of people then you start to do them for the right reasons and i genuinely think like that's genuinely how a huge theme of elf is the idea of parenthood particularly through walter hobbs which is like his fatherhood like what what kind of father does he want to be to buddy the elf because he he wasn't around for most of his life and he just shows up into his life like how do i be that sort of father and in many ways reinforcing those good habits is kind of how like we instill good values into children i by no means am a father myself but i see that through my parents through me like my parents did a lot of really kind of like nice things for one another for other people and by observing how they acted towards other people I was able to kind of instill those habits into myself. So in a large part is through those observations, through those reinforcing, like, no, don't do this. Be nice to people, share your toys, things like that. When those things are reinforced, then you kind of take on that identity and then you are able to pass that on to somebody else as well. Pay it forward. <laughs> Pay it forward. <laughs> don't be Stop the it. jerk who Stop stops. It. Stop it with all the good blessings. <laughs> It wouldn't be truly universal unless we <laughs> reference at least one of our universe. <laughs> I don't know. See, I have a weird take on the nice list because I don't know. Unpopular opinion. I don't like the whole like pushing the whole like naughty or niceness or nice list just because like, okay, yeah, you could be on the naughty list this year right or you can be on the nice list this year i just like the idea that like you kind of just treat everyone as if they're on the nice list because i don't know i feel like everyone kind of should be on the nice list you know like oh what you do one bad thing and all of a sudden now you're on the naughty list like some kids are just rambunctious some kids just aren't disciplined that doesn't mean they should automatically be on the naughty list and i feel like sometimes with the naughty list i mean this whole punishing them, right, with coal or not giving them a gift, I feel like sometimes it, like, 
it makes them think differently of themselves, right? It's kind of like that self-fulfilling prophecy. So they're like, oh, well, I'm on the naughty list. Well, then, like, you want to see naughty? I'll be a bad kid. And I feel like Hold that's... my beer. <laughs> Hold, Hold my, my eggnog. <laughs> You're right. You're right, Dave. <laughs> Missed that opportunity. <laughs> but, yeah, I just feel like the nice lip, it just feels really... I don't know, kind of subjective, right? Because, like, what if a person was only being nice for, like, certain things, but they're, like, mean about other things? Then, like, what puts them on the nice list? Ooh, this has totally good good place vibes. Yeah, and then you have to consider all of the unintended consequences (laughs) and the underlying factors involved. (laughs) I'm just going to put an asterisk on this episode. Watch The Good Place and then also watch all (laughs) of it. Elves are the good place. <laughs> the elf place. <laughs> oh, that's the title of the episode. Why do you sound like you're being banished? You go to the elf place. <laughs> that's the title of the episode. Oh, Anyways. But, yeah, I just feel like, right, like, I feel like with the nice list, I think you just have to treat people like everyone's on the nice list. That way, you kind of look at people with kind of that positive lens. Sure, it could be like overly optimistic or overly hopeful, but I feel like that's better than being overly pessimistic. Ian, you may disagree, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, like, there was a story one time, or there was this um, one time we were riding with our friends home from like a, a trip, and then these guys come up to him at the gas station and they're asking for money. And a bunch of us were like watching him because he's like our youth ministry leader and like he's one of the parent coordinators. Like, oh, is he going to give him money? Is he not going to give him money? It's like, I don't know. I don't trust these guys. We're just mumbling in the back. And he ends up giving them like, what, like five, maybe 10 bucks to help them out because they're, they're saying that they're stranded. And then he goes, like, Why'd you give it to him? Like, I don't know. They, they look pretty, they look like some punk teenagers. They're like, they're just like, you know, looking for some money, and it's like, you don't know what they're going through. So, um, you get just gotta assume the best of what their story is, even if there isn't, because ultimately that's up for God to judge. So, that ended up resonating kind of like to your point that you kind of just have to assume the good intentions, and ultimately you're not the one to to judge them in the end but to at least give them some sort of benefit of the doubt. Because especially when you're dealing with what? The normal craziness of Christmas shopping, first off. Pandemic tide. And whatever crazy social things that are going on, because everything's going down. You, you kind of have to at least... That's hard. <laughs> To be able to assume that some that people have good intentions even through all that stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> I think your story kind of reminds me of like, yeah, because like we kind of used to say the same thing. He'd be like, well, you know, you can't control how they're going to spend the money, but you also don't know what they're going through to make them want to ask, you know? And I was like, he's like, they might not need money, but they may need something else. And I was like, oh, that's nice. I think... It's interesting because, okay, first of all, uh, I guess I'm going to reference another IP again. 
but yes, uh, yes. it's funny because this is kind of like in the spirit of Christmas, kind of not really. But uh, one of the things that uh, Cam got for me as a gift uh, relatively recently in the past year or so, uh, she gave me something that has been on my Elfster like Secret Santa, online Secret Santa. Check out Elfster.com. <laughs> Not sponsored. But there's a, there's a Secret Santa gift that I had always wanted, but I didn't think people would buy it for me. And it oh. was uh, a Calvin and Hobbes box set of... Comics! Yeah, comics. Like, if anybody's heard of Calvin and Hobbes, probably an obscure reference, but it's this really amazing American comic by Will Bill Watterson, which I absolutely love. I read it as a kid because when I went to school... When I went to Catholic school as a kid, our one of our teachers just had all of the comics, and we would read them during our free. Not a lot of comics. Free periods, all of the I comics. guess. <laughs> yes. And then one of the there's a story where like like Calvin. I'm talking about completely different idea. This, but there's like a story where Calvin basically he gets to the end of like Christmas or not. He gets to the end of Christmas. He gets into December, and he realizes he's he's kind of a mischievous kid. And he's kind of like pulls pranks on people. He's not a, not a great kid, but like, like yes, December. Don't say he's not a good kid. He's still on the nice list. Did no, you not no, hear what I said? No, I know. I'm trying to get to that. Is that he he gets to December and he thinks, oh man, I have to really be good now because I haven't been good the rest of the year. <laughs> and like he does try so hard to like be good, but he also kind of like has bumps in the road here and there. But at the end of it is he gets a Christmas present from. Santa, and he 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 rejoices because he was still kind of good. And I like to think that a lot of parents don't. Okay, I don't know how many parents do, but a lot of I like to think that a lot of parents don't actually give their children coal. It's the idea of kind of making them <laughs> kind of. Wait, do parents them. really give their kids coal? No, that's what I'm saying. Is like the parent. <laughs> Who has coal these days with I know. all the electric? Hello, that's why we have virtual fireplaces. <laughs> Where are you going to get coal? Sansa doesn't give out. I don't know many people who get a present or get coal for Christmas. <laughs> I would totally so. give my kids chocolate sprinkles. That'll teach them. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's this idea that, yeah, we give our children the benefits of doubt. We give people the benefit of doubt, which everyone has been saying. Living out that kind of Treating every day is Christmas. It's like realizing that we have the gift, that we, we've received the gift, and that the reason for the season is that we're, we're celebrating the birth of ba- sweet, dear sweet baby Jesus, as Ricky Bobby would say. Another Will Ferrell character. It's Talladega Nights. It's another movie. That the Ballad of Ricky Bobby. It's the racing movie. Okay. Yes. Anyways. All right. Cam, we're going to add yep. that. Next Thanksgiving special, Will Ferrell. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, we're, we're celebrating that we've all received the gift of Jesus, this little boy in the manger who's going to do all the things, save the humanity and not. But then that receiving the gift of a child that everyone's been hoping for. Even though it's like you got a, you got him in the the manger with the animals, the feeding trough where the animals are eating. It's cold outside, like colder than here in California. <laughs> wow, yes. <Very> insensitive. <laughs> but yeah, that all of us have received the gift, and that's the kind of thing we have to be able to spread that joy because we've all received such an amazing gift 
Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. I think especially if you just look at the whole parallel of, like, the naughty nice list, right? And even if we just bring that back to just Christ, right? Like, it's not this... He doesn't look at us as, like, oh, we're on the naughty list. We're on the nice list, right? Like, we wait for that final judgment. We wait till he comes right on that last day. And I think when we try to tie that to the whole naughty and nice list... I feel like the fact that we could be on the nice list one year and the naughty list like the next year, right? Like we make mistakes and it's kind of like a cycle, right? Like I'll be honest, I don't think as a kid I always was on the quote quote like nice list. <laughs> I think it was more like the naughty list and then every once in a every once in a while it was like, ooh, we'll throw her a bone, we'll put her on the nice list this year. <laughs> but I think like when I kind of like draw that to christ i think of the fact that like he always like has this abundance of mercy where he like constantly forgives so you're always on the nice list right but yeah i think like if we go for if we look at it in the bigger picture like the fact that like christ is born and then especially up to like his passion we think of the fact that he had died for us right and he'd given us um, he'd given us eternal salvation. I think that's really important when we look at like the nice list because no matter what we do, right? Like he wants to put us on the good list, right? On good list. Wow, good place. good place. Oh my god! <laughs> he wants to put us on the nice list, right? He wants the best for us. He wants the best things for us, right? He wants us to share in heaven with him. So it's not about using like the naughty list as like a punishment but it's more so the fact that like you're on the quote quote naughty list so you have time to work on yourself you know what it, i mean it's more like god wants to see wants you to see yourself how he sees you yes <laughs> on the nice list because <laughs> yes. he wants you to be there so throughout the movie right there's this kind of parallel um that shows like the relationship between buddy and his fathers right he has his biological father and then he has his adoptive father right so we have like papa elf and then we have the cranky guy <laughs> walter walter that's such a like an angry old man name <laughs> <laughs> walter <laughs> right but i think like for us as Catholics, right, we can draw it as a parallel to the fatherhood, right, of Saint Joseph and God the Father. I think especially with it now being like the year Saint Joseph, I think that's kind of something important for us to kind of reflect upon. What do you think? When Buddy meets his actual father, it ends up being kind of like a letdown for him. And it it, it ends up kind of like hurting him, but he ends up learning to accept his father. Because it's blood, and blood's thicker than anything of that. Thicker than syrup. Thicker than syrup. Oh, dang. (laughs) (laughs) I think in terms of syrup. We've only had two jokes this whole podcast. It's syrup and eggnog. (laughs) (laughs) You make it sound like it requires a lot of thought. (laughs) It does require a lot of thought. Come on, man. If you have more more eggnog. (laughs) If you have more eggnog or syrup puns, feel free to drop them in the comments. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But I mean, he ends up wanting them because they're family. And being able to, like, accept your own father, even though there's all this 
baggage, that takes a lot of love. And for, and especially when you're comparing him to Papa Elf and Santa Claus. I mean, you're looking at St. Joseph had a hard act to fall because his family was like, you had the literal son of God and you had like the most like pure woman in the world as the mother. And then you're like, well, shoot, how am I going to live up to that? And yet St. Joseph ends up becoming the foster parent of Jesus, being able to raise him up. Teaching, uh, teaching him and preparing him ultimately for his ministry, and he's he's the quiet guy in the background. He he doesn't go in there and like try to steal the show from Jesus. I mean, that could he with that kind of family. But <laughs> you're in the same way being able to like see the, your fathers and those father figures with the respect and dignity. That they have and looking them for examples even if they have the flaws that they have oh yeah for sure i think another thing is if you think about saint joseph right he didn't really know how to react at first to the idea of like mary's about to have a child and um it's definitely not mine <laughs> mm-hmm. right i think we can kind of draw that parallel to um walter in elf because i mean up to that point he didn't know he had a son so, I mean, as much as I think we want to kind of, like, criticize and look down on him of, like, why was he pushing away Buddy? I mean, for all he knew, like, until uh, Buddy showed him the picture of his mom, or actually, like, his parents together, like, he would have thought that this was just some random guy who thought that he was their dad. Like, so I think, I think that's kind of important, too, right? But I feel like... Um, just like with St. Joseph, how he accepted that, like, that Mary was pregnant and that they were going to have a son. I think in the same way, Walter learned to accept Buddy because he learned that, like, yes, this wasn't what he expected and it threw him off guard. But all because it threw him off guard didn't mean that he was just no one, you know? At the end of the day, that was still going to be his son. And... I think regardless of how he had treated him, I like how Buddy always kind of took on the mentality of like, well, I'm going to love him anyway. And I think that's really important because when we look at the fact that like Walter wasn't exactly (laughs) the nicest to him, right? Like he didn't want him to sleep in his house. He didn't want him like near him, especially at work. I feel like Buddy's persistent love and like relentless love is really what got him to have that change of heart. And I think of that same parallel when it comes to like Jesus, when he's waiting for like our, when he's working on us to have those conversion of heart, you know, it's patient and it's just relentless love. Throughout the movie, right? There's this ongoing motto of the best way to spread Christmas cheer is to sing loud for all to hear, right? So I think when we think about Christmas time, right? It's the, Come on, we're in Advent. This is the start of the new liturgical year. So, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh no, did I spoil no, it for you? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny that you say that. Oh my gosh, we peaked when we said that. No, it's funny to me because on the previous episode, we were talking about <laughs> in the, what do you call it? What was the episode? I don't even remember what we did last week. <laughs> 
Die hard. No, promise we did. Promise to never lie. We talked about like no, like they're like <laughs> the Jesus dies and rises again, and I was like, no, that's spoilers. <laughs> it's Advent. He's not even born. <laughs> so I'm glad that we bring that back. <laughs> it's like a callback to that. Yes. I was like, oh no, I spoiled that's, it for you. Spoilers. We got the leaks. Got the leaks. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay, well, with the new liturgical year beginning, I, you know, this is kind of the time where we're really trying to bring people into the church, right? Because Jesus is coming. So I guess if we're using that, right? So how do we evangelize through Christmas cheer? By singing loud for all to hear. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, I mean, there's one of the funniest things about like, you know, like growing up in like, like youth ministry and stuff was there's lots of songs and for one thing they, they're always trying to get you to sing and especially if you're a charismatic catholic yes <laughs> and then then first off you're like no 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 I'm, I'm too cool for that i don't want to sing and it's like okay okay you guys are doing some hand motions now you guys are getting weird i don't sing i know you can <laughs> oh yes. it doesn't rhyme with it not a chance Never no mind. <laughs> i was like uh, it doesn't rhyme it doesn't rhyme Never it doesn't mind. rhyme shut it down Ethan. <laughs> yes and then no and then afterwards you're like a few days later you get the song stuck in your head and then you naturally want people you somehow just get people to sing along like what was it like after we watched hamilton i just kept singing you say the price of my love like that song and then suddenly i'm i'm singing to my girlfriend like li just like ad-libbing lyrics to it like you say that you were gonna call but you didn't and you went away why is it so salty <laughs> and then joy and then joy starts singing to me it's like you said you were gonna call me, but you didn't because you're too busy. You lied. <laughs> yes, I, I sent all sorts of saltiness. No salt, more syrup, <laughs> more nog. <laughs> yes, and it it ends up just coming becoming like this like joyful moment out of us. Like ha, pun intended. All puns intended. That it and. Like songs naturally want like awaken like emotions in us, and they want us to like bring out something like something that's longing for us. And especially the time when like you go to church these days, and they're not really singing hymns, at least the the or anything for that matter in our at least ours <laughs> in our area because of the pandemic and whatnot. And you kind of miss those those like bangers because we do it every year you long you kind of you miss for this time every year you know that like in the very at least for the bay area you turn to 96.5 for the christmas non-stop 30 minute block of christmas carols every day until christmas day listener then, would like to know your location 96.5 is that the same where i live <laughs> <laughs> yes or you 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 go for like the the our the, we have the tradition of the the simbugabi the 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 nine day novena masses leading up to Christmas and you hear all the carols the English and the Tagalog ones going and you hear all, everyone singing over and over again and you just miss that and you, 
you get people to sing along like every even like what was it going around caroling for people um like singing everything from like um what was it all i want for christmas is you to like <laughs> jingle bells and then even doing like a little thing where you root off the red nose and reindeer and you get someone dressed up with the red nose <laughs> Or a preteen who has a pimple on his nose? Yes, public embarrassment. I thought they gave those red noses for charity. <laughs> is, that, is that what they're for? <laughs> oh boy. Where am I going with this? But you naturally want to give the the best way to show that jo- to to evangelize is to show that joy to others. Sometimes it comes from songs that get stuck in your head because that's that that but that's like it. That's like the low-hanging fruit there. Yes, please but, sing responsibly also during this time of a pandemic. <laughs> but like witnessing that through how you act, like treating people that they're on the nice list, treating people with dignity, and just yeah. trying to recognize the genuine good in people despite all their flaws, like Walter, like Walter's relationship with Buddy. <laughs> Looking for that. Yeah. Or the, the really annoying Chris... What was it? The annoying church hymn, like, they are no, we are Christians by love, by love. Da, 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 da. Right? I'm singing way too much this episode. <laughs> I just feel like, yeah, I feel like we don't even have to limit that cheer, right? To just Christmas. I think it's just, yeah, showing that joy, that, unex- that quote unquote unexplainable joy to people, but also just through your gratitude and also through your giving, right? Like, especially during Christmas, I think of how, like, there's so many different organizations and charities, right, that run, like, these toy drives. I feel like that itself, you can evangelize through that, right? Because I think about when I first was, like, really getting back into my faith, and they were like, well, everyone may not encounter God the same way that you do, but if they encounter them through you, right, that's the closest, sometimes the closest someone will get. And I really kind of took that to heart, right? Because if we evangelize through even just being, like, kind to people, people take note of that, right? They may not necessarily understand, like, why you're doing it or, like, what the roots are, but they will genuinely appreciate it, right? Like they reacted to Buddy. <laughs> okay, well, Buddy came on a little strong. He was a man. No, in t- but sometimes people think that he's a man in tights. <laughs> sometimes people think that, like anyone with their faith. They sometimes people they look at him like Buddy the Elf at first, and then it's they true. Catch, and then they catch on. It's like <laughs> it's, it's like, true, but like right, that's why we like. That's why we really like emphasize like hospitality and charity, because if someone sees. If you're bringing someone to the faith or just even trying to, like, have them um, give, an opportunity, give them an opportunity to encounter God's love, like, they'll see that and how it has changed you. And I feel like that's a perfect way to evangelize, right? I think about, yeah, if we go back to, like, what Mark was saying when it comes to, like, singing, right? Like, when I was first getting to my faith, I thought that, like, all Christian music was just going to be, like, I thought it was going to be a lot of chants, if I'm honest, like a lot of chants and a lot of kumbaya going around. But then I started realizing there were like Christian radio stations, right? Like incorporating it in a way where it's meeting people where they're at. And I feel like that's an important way when we look at evangelization, right? We want to meet people where they're at. We want to do it in a way where they're receptive to it. 
and just kind of accepting that they're at some point in their journey, right? They may not be exactly where you are, but all because like you don't immediately see the results doesn't mean there aren't fruits that are blossoming, right? It doesn't mean that there isn't a, this conversion of heart. You never really know. And I feel like that's kind of the beautiful part about it when it comes to evangelization is it doesn't take much for you to just be kind to someone, you know, love the way Jesus loves and let the Holy Spirit kind of take the reins when it comes to everything else. Huh, get it? Reins? Like reindeer? Ha <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh Man, <laughs> once again, somebody says something where I'm just really, but like, I'm just gonna keep the ball rolling with it. But like, I absolutely love what you touched upon, Cam, about the idea of meeting people where they're at, because I think that's like a huge theme in Elf the movie is the idea that we should meet people where they're at. We like deal with Buddy the Elf, who, according to Walter, he just feels like he has a lot of like mental health issues or like <laughs> or just kind of like we didn't confirm or deny <laughs> or like he just felt like he was just like oh like he had issues with him and his relationship with him as his father and stuff like that or we we look at like how uh michael he he has this kind of like rocky relationship with his father his father's not around he's not there to kind of spend time with him he doesn't really bond with his son and there's this idea like there's that relationship there's this there's so many relationships like within the movie, like kind of like uh, Emily and Walter don't see eye to eye on a lot of things. And, you know, their kind of marriage is drifting and the relationship is kind of drifting. But it's also like they kind of, you know, start to bond and kind of get closer together when through like Buddy and through their son, Michael. And like there's just like all of these relationships in like the story. And it's just like I, I think of Cam talking about Jovi and Buddy the Elf. And how they both, like Buddy more so, but they both kind of encouraged each other to be who they are. And I think a great part of like kind of that Christian journey, the Catholic journey, or just being sort of a good person journey is meeting people where they're at, but not like feeling like they can't be themselves and not be. We're not here to change people. We're here to give them excessive amounts of syrup. <laughs> but this is not, like we're, we're, we're calling syrup. them to to holiness and stuff but we also want to meet them where they're at and let them be heard and let them the voice and like the experiences they have any kind of like hurt they might have experienced in the past any kind of struggles that may be dealing with any kinds of goals they want to achieve relationships they want to have we want to support them in kind of what what of that dignity of that person that they are exactly like i think one of the reasons why right walter wasn't exactly a very popular character in like the beginning of the movie is because he immediately shut down buddy as if what he was doing was wrong right he made him seem like oh like why are you like this really questioning him as a person but i think the thing that buddy did right was that Buddy didn't stop there. He didn't say like, oh, hey, like, why are you being rude to me? I'm just trying to like do all these nice things for you, you know? Buddy kind of looked at him and was just like, okay, like, you're not, like, you don't love me yet. 
And I feel like that's how we have to view people, especially when we're evangelizing, right? Like, you haven't encountered, it isn't that you'll never encounter Christ, right? We, it's not up to us to determine that. It's that you haven't encountered Christ yet, you know? You're not at that place yet. We have to always allow for that room to grow, right? Because while Walter may have been, like, an unpopular character in the beginning of the movie. I like him by the end. <laughs> yeah, he's great. He's all right. You. Mm. <laughs> he okay. He, he okay. okay. <laughs> he had to think for a couple seconds if he wanted to leave work. Like, dude, a guy's going missing. <laughs> no. <laughs> he had to stop there for a second and be like, "Should I leave? Hello, <laughs> Walter. I was rooting for you, <laughs> right?" But I think we watched Walter kind of go through that, go through that growth of just like. Yeah, like, he may have been unpopular in the beginning, but by the end of the movie, you see him slowly have that change of heart, you know? And I feel like that's just one thing to have to do when we evangelize. We can't, it's really self-righteous for us to be like, oh, yeah, this person came to Christ because of me, right? Because at the end of the day, it's not, it's not you and it's not about you. <laughs> and I think when we just see ourselves as being like those lanterns, right? Those lanterns to guide the feet. Instead of seeing ourselves as, oh, we are the light. We're really able to bring people to Christ, not even more patiently, but even just more authentically, you know? It's like one of the things that I really kind of like kind of hold true to myself and sort of my idea of like evangelization is we should never assume that people are in and like the idea that people can change no matter what and that's why i've had discussions with like other people about like why this is why i dislike things like cancel culture and stuff but that's way deeper than the topic that i'm trying to go into right now but it's just like the idea like no woke more waffles more syrup (laughs) but like i i dislike this kind of current like mentality in this world that the we think people think of people as incapable of change because we see that through Walter. We see that through, you know, Buddy the Elf even. It's like, I'm not saying that Buddy the Elf has the same kind of character. But we see Walter have a true change of heart of going from, like, you know, his family isn't as important as his job to his family is very important to him. But we also see a genuine growth in Buddy. Like, he matures throughout the film. He has this childlike nature throughout the film, and then he grows up in, in his own way. And there's this idea that, you know, people do genuinely change as we go through the cycle of Christmases after Christmases. I like to hope that people are growing. Okay. I think also when we think about the idea of like Christmas cheer, I think of Buddy in the sense that like he has that like childlike persona, right? And I think if we bring that back to the idea that when they say like, oh, children are the ones who are closest to God. And I think that's a really beautiful sentiment because... It's true, like children have that have that ability because they're able to see things not only just more purely, but they're able to just, they love with a more clear view of people, right? Like they see people for who they are. And I feel like I really see that when I look at Buddy and Jovi's relationship, right? Because he never, he never wants to quote, quote, like change Jovi, but he definitely wants her to see herself the way that he sees her. And I feel like we can really draw that parallel when it comes to 
evangelization because it's not about like, oh, we want you to believe in God because we want another number to our person account, right? It's about the idea of like, we want you to see the way, see you the way that God sees you. And look at that just so un uninhibited. All right. It's about that time. So it looks like we'll be wrapping things up. Oh Get my it? God. <laughs> like presents? It's like pun, 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 bam, bam, bam. Pun, pun, syrup. Pun, 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 eggnog. Pun, 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 syrup. Exactly. Sometimes both. <laughs> so I think this is a good time to be wrapping things up. Thank you for spending time in Camp's workshop. I'm Cam. I'm. I forgot my elf name. I was trying to say it. <laughs> it was uh, Elf Esteem. I'm Elf Esteem. Matt. I am Coco Tipsy Nose. Mark. <laughs> and I guess since this is the, the holiday episode, we hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. You know that's still Advent in this time of this recording. Yeah. But oh, Advent <laughs> Oh, Advent <laughs> But we got you. <laughs> we, we will see you again in 2021 for more episodes of Truly Universe. Yes. <laughs> ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! <laughs> Truly Universal is a production of Urban Picks, All Things to All. Theme song by Demi Guevara and audio production by Ethan Co. You can find all of our content on our website www.urbanpicks.com slash truly universal please like and subscribe to us on wherever you get your podcasts if you want to contact us send us an email at truly at urbanpicks.com thanks everybody we'll see you next time